Good afternoon, AMT. Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. One, two. You may turn around your chairs. I'm going to be with you for about 15 minutes, max. to your word, Father, we pray. Bring every new to our lives. Bring a refreshing to our lives. Bring a reviving to our lives. Father, I ask for the grace of utterance today. I ask you give me the tongue of a lamb to speak a word in season to strengthen him or her who is weary. And I pray over a new thing, London, that we have eyes to see we have ears to hear and we have a heart lord god to receive what the spirit of the lord has to say in jesus name we pray amen amen amen, amen. it's nice to have the mic my dear wife has been hugging the mic for two weeks <laughs> so today i'm going to talk on weight and because i'm extra i pour eight because I pour eight. Amen. Acts chapter one. So we're in a series called A New Kingdom, um, but I felt led that I should teach, exhort, encourage you on a, on a principle of the kingdom, um, which is the word wait. So you see here in Acts chapter one, verse three to four, in the anointed King James Version, it says, to, him, to whom, sorry, he also presented himself alive after his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. Verse 4. And being assembled together with them, he commanded them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait. Touch your neighbor and say, wait. For the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me. Jesus is encouraging, exhorting his beloved disciples. I think at this stage, there's about 500 people who are hearing his teachings about the kingdom of God who have seen that he has risen from the dead um, and are now in a waiting period of seeing what God said he was going to do when Christ would rise from the grave. Hallelujah. So, so Acts chapter 2, 1 to 2, this gives us an insight to what actually happened. So this prayer meeting, um, which I call waiting, was for about 10 days. 10 days um, after Jesus instructed them. And on the 10th day, it happened to be also the day of Pentecost. Um, and on that 10th day, there was only 120 people remaining. Did the name I say 120? 120 from 500. That's about um, 380. Is that correct? 
Mental muscle point, don't know. <laughs> 380 people didn't last 10 days of prayer. 380 people. Amen? We are the 120. Hallelujah. Amen. Just to kind of show the humanity of what it is that God was calling us to and how that gets in the way of his instruction. 380 people didn't wait for the 10th day. And on that 10th day, when the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. So 120 people waited and got to experience the outcome of the promise. Yeah? Amen? So I find it interesting that after teaching for 40 days, after proving that he's alive, then seeing his nail-scarred hands, you know, all that great stuff, he gave them one instruction and that was to wait. And I want to break down the waiting a bit more in the area of what it means in prayer. But I want to firstly just say, when God says wait, it doesn't mean no. Amen? Amen? When God says wait, it doesn't mean? It means not yet. Okay? So when God says wait, it should build an expectation that there's, there's an end to this waiting. We don't just wait and wait and then wait and then wait and then wait. Waiting means there's something to expect at the end of the time to wait. Does that make sense, guys, yeah? Now, I've realized that waiting is also a posture, meaning sometimes waiting on the Lord doesn't mean not doing nothing. Amen? It's more about the attitude of the heart. And when I say actually of the heart, I'm talking about um, what's your perspective on what you can do today, even though what you're waiting for hasn't come yet. Does that make sense, guys? So it almost goes into the whole area of, of patience being an attitude, being a, a state of being where you're not being moved under pressure, but enduring through the time. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah? So sometimes your waiting may look like fasting. Someone else's waiting may look like, you know, you go and work in McDee's for now until you go to JPM, KP, what's it called? KPMG. It might look like different things for all of you, but it, it's still waiting. Does that make sense, guys? Yeah? So I want to know that when we say wait, don't just think kumbaya. Amen? Sometimes your waiting may be that you may need to do something else in the time being. Does that make sense, guys? And what I find interesting about these apostles and these women of God, these families that were waiting, you know, when God came, to this prayer meeting, they were sitting. They were sitting. I don't know, I grew up in the Coastal Church. We don't really have seated prayer meetings, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I'm laughing. You know, it's had a mashanda up and down, you know, helter skelter. I love this because, once again, I'm just making sure that I'm staying where you said to stay. I ain't working to get what he said he's going to give. I'm just posturing myself to be where he said I should be. And sometimes 
that might look like sitting down and having a coffee. Amen? I'm trying to just build our perspective on waiting so it doesn't look religious. Is that right, guys, yeah? So these guys were sitting. The Holy Ghost filled them and they spoke with tongues. You guys know the story. Amen? So I'm just seeing this point because I wanted to, I wanted to keep in line with the series of New Kingdom. But I want to go to Isaiah 40. And we're still on the word wait. Because something happens when we wait. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You know, like many, I was reading it again just to kind of make sure that I understand what it's saying. Uh, and for the first time, I kind of said, you know what? God is acknowledging our capacity, guys. When he's asking you to wait, he understands you are tired or frustrated or discouraged. And he's saying, there's something that I need to do. He says that he shall renew their strength. That can only happen when you wait on me. Then he gives us a description of what it looks like. They shall mount up on wings like eagles, ascend in the spirit. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. He now says that there are things, David, that you're going to naturally do in a supernatural way now because you waited on me. Normally when people run, they get weary, correct? Yeah. When people walk, they get faint. But he said that when I renew your strength, you're going to do this thing again, and this time, you're not going to get weary. So, so when we say stuff in church like, it's not by my, it's not by power, but by my spirit, all God is saying to you is that he acknowledges that he's giving you the ability to do something, strength. But you're not the source of that strength or the source of what that strength will produce, aka success. I'll make sense to you guys there. So Paul says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his mind. So there's things that we can do that's only found in him. I'll make sense to you guys there. So when he says, be strong in the Lord, he's telling you that, look, your strength is in him. In the power of his might. Your power is God's might. So everything that is required of us is found in union with Christ. And union with Christ sometimes practically looks like waiting on God. This is why I said in the midweek class, you know, the only calling you have is to do what, guys? Whoever you're calling as a, as a disciple. Everyone say it, whispering. Say it with some vim. Your first calling as a disciple is... Church, you're embarrassing me in front of everyone. Wow. Hey, to be with him. The first calling is to abide with me or abide in me and then I in you. For apart from me, you can do what? So, I want us to be encouraged that waiting on God it's not passive. 
like, you know, you know, we're sharing about the war plan and stuff and all that good stuff. Hallelujah. Amen. Like, waiting on God is a choice and a decision and it's a seed all at the same time, guys. Just think what your week would have looked like if you just waited just five minutes every day. That's how minuscule I want you to, you to guys look at waiting on God. When I was practicing this thing, I practiced this thing during the pandemic. Am I waiting on God? I used to pray up and down. God said, sit. Journal. Not even talk anymore. Just journal and wait. And what I began to realize that my issue with waiting on God was that when I would wait, I had a real issue with being still. Amen. Anyone, anyone with me in the house today? I had a big issue with being still. I would think about shopping lists. I would think about when PS says something that got on my nerves. Randomness of randomness will come to my mind as I'm quote unquote waiting on the Lord. Amen. How, how carnal. And then when I would get into gear where you feel like you're, you're feeling God, then my thoughts, Hillary, about how God thought about me started to hinder how I used to pray to him. And I realized, this is why when we say about the, the words and all this stuff, is that sometimes the, the fear of praying is that we know when we come to God's presence, we're a lot more conscious about what's wrong than rather than him being right. So, so I believe that some of us struggle with prayer because we just think that if we pray, we're going into a correction lesson and we're going to leave there that's more apparent about what's wrong about me and I need to find a new way to please God tomorrow. Hello? And I realised that waiting on God, God was unlayering, excavating, digging and getting to the essence about my belief system about what he is that he was calling me to. Are you guys following me here, yeah? Because in order to God to pour into you, he can't pour into things that aren't still. And if you're not still, guys, that's where the, the, the anxiety and the X, Y, and Z have its field day. That, that, that act of soberness is the ability to still one's thoughts and to be clear about what it is that, it, that they need to hear today and do today. I'm going to make sense to you guys here, yeah? So, I want to encourage you, I'm going to finish in literally two minutes, that when we're waiting on God, we're having opportunity um, to experience God in a way whereby his only purpose and ambition and thought and plan is that I'm trying to find a way to renew Ayo's strength. Like, like God wants you to be strong. Like, like God wants you to win, guys. God, wants to, God isn't saving us to become people that are just these Christians that are just flaky, anything happens to them, come by our my Lord. That's not what he's called us to, amen? I used to think like that, like, you know, as a Christian, can't say nothing, don't do nothing, just, you know, turn up, turn up and cheat, X, Y, Z. But God has called you to be strong. God has called you to know him and to do exploits. God has called... One, two. 
God has called you. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> God has called you. And, and, and with God... Wow. Jeez, is there a demon in the corner, guys? <laughs> Thank you, sir. Is it off? Okay. Thank you, Jonah. One, two, one. Oh, wow, it's even louder. Hallelujah. Shanabu Sakayalaba. God has called you to be strong. First John 2. I've called you, young man, young woman, because you are strong. You have heard the word and you have overcome the evil one. So, you know, when God has called us, the, the fight. It's already fixed. It's already won. Our response to wait is, a, is, the, is the production of being enduring until the end. Amen? So when Hebrews 12, last scripture, verse 1, it says, Therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us I was pondering on this word run with endurance now I said a few months ago guys that when we run as Christians we're not running to win, amen, we already won. We're just running to finish, amen. The difference between finishing and winning, our victory is won, hallelujah. Moffat explained it so powerfully. But the reality is, it's a marathon. And sometimes we get tired, amen. So I was thinking, Lord, like how do we run with endurance? And... The scripture he gave me was the next one, but the next verse. But before we get there, he, he was like, the ability to run with endurance is a skill we learn by waiting on God. Keyword there, skill. You know, those people, you know, whether from Uganda, Kenya, etc. You know, there's a particular level of, of training, appetite, diet, etc. that they have that enables them to run that 1,500 meters Olympic run and to win the race. And sometimes as believers, we need to see that God's instruction is for our training. That God's instruction today is because he sees your end tomorrow. And there's things that we must do today that will preserve our tomorrow. So when we're waiting on God, and God is teaching us patience, and God wants to make us perfect, lacking no good thing, according to James chapter 1. There is a wisdom that God's going to give you on how to run that you don't go weary this time. So, so waiting on God now is also a way that he matures you. He says, Isaac, I have to prepare you for what's next so that you're not unprepared for when next comes. Waiting on God now looks like God's kindness to us, where we're not actually getting things beyond the time that they're set for. Lest what he's blessed us with becomes curses. 
Now, now, waiting on God sometimes, it, it, it even deals with your desire for that thing. Where, where is it really coming from? Is this really about, you know, it's your benefits or is this some self-gratification thing? So James says, let patience, let waiting have its full work in you. So there's a time period for this time waiting that you may be made perfect, lacking no good thing. So there's things that God does in you and through you in the waiting before you receive the promise of the waiting. Amen? A God of abundance, giving you tea for free. Hallelujah. But Hebrews 12, verse 2, and it's the last one and I'm done. After he says one of endurance, he, he gives you a picture as to how. He says, looking unto Jesus. Some versions say, fixing your gaze on him. Author and finisher of our faith. He for the joy, excuse me, that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Everything I've said today has to be heard and received through the lens of faith. Now, what I find interesting here is that the answer here wasn't get more faith. It was looking unto Jesus. The answer here wasn't pray more or do something more. It was fix your focus on who? And he tells you what he's going to do. He says that he is the author. A true translation would say he is the beginning. And he is also the finisher of your faith. So, so what I was reading, I was thinking, right, that means then that, that Jesus is responsible for the development of my faith. I just got to fix my eyes on him. He writes it, you know, all the writers, and he completes it. All you got to do is fix your eyes on him. This is my worship. Amen. Today, today's worship was beautiful. Amen. Thank God for Bim, David, PS. Wonderful. Give him a round of applause. Beautiful time of worship. When you read through the previous chapter, Hebrews 11, they give you a long list of the hall of faith. And when you look at their lives a bit more in detail, all of them have a pattern of praising and worshipping God in their worst. Go through them. David, Moses, Daniel, Abraham. Them guys were able to worship without seeing what God has said. Which I believe gave them the ability to believe for what God has said. So they're not any more special than us, amen? The Bible says Elijah is a man like me, but Elijah prayed. The difference is they did something with what they received. That's it. Are you guys following me here today? Worship has the ability to take a moment of anxiety into peace. Worship has the ability to Remind yourself that you are loved when your life is telling you that you are the cursed. Worship 
has the ability just to remind you that you serve the creator of heaven and earth. Is there anything too hard for him? That's what worship does to you guys. When we don't choose worship, we're choosing worry. When we don't choose worship, we're choosing our own strength. When we don't choose worship, we're, 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 we're communicating that whatever will be, will be, I've got this. That's what we do when we don't choose to worship in the midst of whatever's happening, guys. So I want to encourage you guys. If there's anything that you can do this week, just day by day, fix your eyes on him. And fixing your eyes on him can also look differently, guys. It can look like the scripture because he is the word. It can look like taking a moment in the bathroom at work and saying, Jesus, thank you. It can look like, Lord, I'm about to lose it today. Help me. Fixing your gaze on Christ is just being conscious that he sees everything around you. And you're also going to reverence him by letting him know what everything is on you is unto him. Does that make sense, guys? So A&T, is that okay if we wait a little longer? Is it okay that this time when we wait, we have an understanding that God is doing something in me before I receive the thing that he's, that he's done for me? As we wait, can we allow it to be an opportunity where we get to develop an essence of intimacy where really we're not just trusting God for what he can do, but we're trying to get to know him for who he is. Is that okay, guys? Is that, is that a challenge for December? As we remember why Jesus came, that his name is Emmanuel, God with us, that even right now, despite not having all that I may want, I have Jesus. You know, gratitude will, will shift your mental health, guys. In this season where it's SAD and in this season where we can be a bit more conscious about our loss, gratitude is a great antidote to remind us about what we do have. The greatest treasure on earth. Amen? So Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you that when we wait, there's an expected end. We thank you that you're a God of abundance, that yes, we may ask and receive, but Lord, you want us to seek that we may find you. I pray, Father, that you would teach us the, the art of prayer, that it's not about what you can only do, but a divine opportunity to get to know you for who you are. I pray for the weary. I pray for the disturbed. I pray, Father, for those even lacking the desire or the will to do any act of waiting, Father. Holy Spirit, you said that you are an intercessor, a comforter, you're an advocate. That in our frailty, you said that we don't know how we ought to pray. But the Spirit of God makes intercession on our behalf. I pray that these people will experience the Spirit of God praying and interceding for them according to the will of God. That the Spirit will impart 
grace and energy and desire and will to pray, Father. That in the times, Father God, of weaknesses, Father, the Holy Spirit will be there to minister strength in the name of Jesus. Father, we just pray over our December and we say, Lord, have your way. We open wide our expectation for you to do what only you can do. So even now, Father, we don't, we just take the limits off. We just take the limits off. We, we, we take away the narrative in our minds about how it should come about. And we just say, Lord, I trust you. Lord, I don't know what to do, but my eyes are on you. In Jesus' holy, precious, anointed, most sanctified, name above all names, what else, what else is there? The highest of the highest of the highest, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. The amens are really weak in the house today. Amen. 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 And amen. Let's welcome.